Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell's Top Gun School of How to Accidentally Kill Your Best Friend. <laughs> Hi, I'm Captain Dan Mansplain. Call sign Tater Tot. Do you think you have what it takes to be the best of the best? Does arrogance just flow from your pores, filling the room with a sweet, sweet stank of winning? Does every single panty you've ever met just instantly hit the floor when you sing out of pitch karaoke? Most importantly, do you do just whatever the fuck you want to do? If you said yes to any of the above, we want you. Every single one of our instructors embraces the core values and beliefs of our ace of aces, Lieutenant Pete Maverick Mitchell. Our team will show you important piloted things like unauthorized flybys, buzzing the tower, abandoning your wingman, ignoring direct orders to land your airplane, how to bang your instructor, and finally, how to fly too close to your ally, get caught up in the jet wash, and eject your best friend face first into the canopy. <laughs> All because you wanted to win. Mm, but we sure do love a winner. So strap on your flat suit, fill your duffel full of condoms, and sign up today. We'll show you everything you need to know to be the most confident, cockiest, assholiest kind of pilot you can be. Behavior we know will help you kill your BFF. And remember, the only real danger zone is being Maverick's best friend. <laughs> help you kill your BFF. <laughs> it's, 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 I'm not going to say it's marginalized in the movie, but it's, it's kind of just glossed over. Well, you know what? I, I'm not even going to have this conversation with you. <laughs> I can't wait until we talk about the things that have been marginalized. Feel the need <laughs> for what? The need for speed. That's what I'm talking about. We are back. We are Bev's Video Kingdom, and we are top gunning this week. Top gunning. So in the fighter seat. So so so, so <laughs> I'm this, in the back seat. So I'm this one is the plane. You're the Rio. Oh, Rio. So, yeah. yeah. I, I, I would have spotted you as a Rio a mile away. <laughs> he looks like a Rio. <laughs> um, so uh, this is kind of a good double whammy here because you're listening to this after the opening weekend of the, of the sequel, Top Gun Maverick, which setting some records, I think. I mean, it was yep. 125 million opening weekend. It's the first 100 million Tom Cruise's ha- opening weekend he's had. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, it's just biggest opening. He's crazy. Yeah. And I haven't seen. I mean, have anyone? Has any of you? Have any of you seen it? So no, thank no. God, because I'll punch you for spoilers. But um, so. I'm actually a little nervous because it's getting so much hype and praise. I almost have seen not a single person say they didn't like it. And I'm kind of like, God, my expectations are just through the roof right now. No, I'm glad we, I'm glad none of us have seen it before doing this pod because I, I was worried that like, Oh, somebody's seen it and then they're going to be like smiling or this or that. And I just, I hate when I talk to somebody who's seen a move I really want to see. And they're just like, Oh, just wait. Just wait. I'm like, shut up. Shut so, up. so, so, so you really want to see the new Top Gun movie? 
Oh, oh Tuesday. I think I'm going. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, you already have tickets too, right? I, I don't yet, but I will the second it makes any sense. Yeah. Scott, you're going to go see it. Can't wait to see it. In the theater. You guys are going to pay money and go oh, see it in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, Zach's tone of voice. So, right Zach, now. how do you feel about seeing the I just wanted to make sure podcast. we were talking yeah. about this. So, so, so I, I love it that there's a diversity of opinion here. And, and this is one, this is a double whammy because we're, we're releasing it because it has this sort of connection to the release of the sequel. But it also, for me, just easily, easily makes my list of like movies I want to cover on the pod. And it's one of those movies for me that has like all the things. So it's a super sentimental movie because of the time of life that I saw it. Like I, I, I was, I, I first saw Top Gun. So it comes out in 86. I was seven years old and my, I vividly remember my uncle. Oh, that's right. Your best friend was ejected out of the power wheel. And <laughs> that's why it was very sentimental. <laughs> no, a lot it's of like connections. <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of the first movies I remember. I mean, I saw a few <laughs> movies before this in the theater, but it was like a big, mo- it was like one of the first ones I had seen in the theater. And so, and then it was the first VHS I ever owned. I got like the big giant VHS, like clamshell box for my, like probably for my like eighth birthday. Um, and so, uh, so I, I just, so, so I have like all this attachment to it, but as with movies like that, sometimes they don't hold up and contrary to Zach's scowl <laughs> right now, that is absolutely not the case here. I've watched this movie probably 70 times, 80 times, but it might've been a year or two since I'd watched it. So I want to be sure. And I sat, I settled in for this one and I was just like, oh yeah, I'm, this, I'm all in here. Like, like this holds up and then some. We had to postpone this podcast. <laughs> And uh, and I said to the guys, I said, "Oh, whew! Glad we postponed. I haven't uh, I haven't watched Top Gun yet. I had you seen had, it before. You had, you had? I had seen it before, and I was like, I was like, I had, I gotta, I gotta rewatch Top Gun for the pod, you know. And they just both looked at me and they were like, "You don't think you could do Top Gun cold without having a rewatch right now?" And <laughs> yeah, I was like, true. "Definitely not, dude. Yeah. Like, it's crazy <laughs> that you guys could just speak on this movie at length at without. Yeah, that's crazy. No question." Yeah, I, I, and I think we were both serious. We, we, it was like we had like a window that we didn't expect. And we're like, well, we, could we just do it right now? Yeah. Are you guys good? And I was like, I haven't even watched it yet. And you guys were like, well, couldn't you just like recite the whole thing right now? I was like, no, dude. Uh, uh, so anyway, so that so so that's Top Gun. It's t- Tony Scott is the director. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, pretend to talk to him a little while, but, um, it's Tom, it's not Tom Cruise's breakout, right? He has a couple of movies before this. He's got, um, he's in the outsiders. He's kind of a, a semi, you know, lead in this, in that. And then, um, he has risky business and he has all the right moves, all the right moves. Yeah. So risky business predates top gun, right? The, yeah. the, the two main ones that he's like really the headliner in are all the right moves and risky business. Yeah. yeah. And then top gun. And I, I think, I think probably safe to say that even though those were obviously big and, and he did great in them, top guns, the thing, right? Like it, it makes him into it. Be, he becomes Tom Cruise because of top gun and you know, at that point. So I'm going to quit jabbering. Like, you know, give it to me, Brad. So uh, Top Gun, obviously, when you're a young kid and you watch it, I mean, you're immediately thinking, one, an F-14 Tomcat is the coolest plane you could ever possibly be in. And two, what do I have to do to be a pilot? Like, can I sign up right now? Right. I'm ready to go blow some stuff up. Like, I need to, I need to shoot some MiGs down. Now, enlistment went up huge right after this movie, right? It wasn't, I think I read that somewhere where, like, yeah. Pilots, I don't. Yeah, I don't know out of the woodwork. specific figures, but yeah. there was a lot of folks like, "How do I get? How do I get to Top Gun? I'm re- I'm ready. I'm ready." And uh, I actually had some ideas about getting into 
um, actually the Air Force, not exactly Navy. And I, and I didn't want to be a, a, a pilot. I wanted to just even just be a, a rear, rear seater. Well, now, wasn't your dad a Navy man? He was a Navy man. And you, and you saw this movie, all these Navy guys, and you were like, I want to be in the Air Force. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Air okay. Force Academy is is what was kind of speaking to me, and and I was starting to go through that process, and uh, and then I ejected like goose, like a little bit before, <laughs> yeah. just because I was like, dude, you go in for six, uh, four years at the Air Force Academy, and then you do six years like full time. I was like, dude, that's ten years of my life like planned out, and I just like I got hella nervous. I was like, I don't know if I want the next ten years of my life like programmed like this. And you also were like, I don't want to be shot into a canopy well and the other problem is is that <laughs> i had really bad eyes and they said yeah you basically have to have perfect vision to be a pilot or to Makes be sense. in the plane and i was like can you get corrective surgery they're like no you need to have perfect vision you know what you need the force I, yeah. if you had the force it wouldn't really matter what your eyesight was like i told them i told them i said maverick and luke skywalker are my two heroes and they're like, <laughs> sorry kid i target Womp Rats and beggar's canyon all the time yeah exactly <laughs> so, so so did you i mean were you were a top gun fan oh yeah no i mean it's now the, the, the bigger question for me is once days of thunder came out which was my preferred uh uh tom cruise action epic and that's a tougher question. Oh, let's okay. Well, let's 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 uh, leave everybody hanging on that one. <laughs> okay, so Zach, let me let me have the. So, I watched Top Gun as a kid. I was telling Nate this story the other day. My buddy's parents were like pretty pretty hardcore about like what we could watch and what we couldn't watch, and they had a big VHS collection. But at the bottom, you could open up the open up the bottom shelf and you could see all the titles in there and they would have sharpie written uh, crossed through them and that meant that there was boobies in that movie that's literally what it meant (laughs) and you stole 17 of those and we were like gotta watch all of these ones right so we put on top gun we watched the whole movie and i'm like I get. I don't know if it was. I, I mean, I guess it was okay. And I was young, but I was just waiting for boobies the whole time, <laughs> which you never got. They never no. came. Nope. No. And I was like, a lot of sweaty chest. And then I was man. like, why did your parents put the sharpie through this movie? Like, this was like the greatest trick the devil ever pulled. You know what I mean? They were like, oh, they're gonna think there's boobies in this, and they crossed <laughs> it out. But uh, but anyways, I, I, I remember watching it and thinking like, oh, that was a movie, you know. And then uh, I didn't realize the the kind of like how revered this movie was to a certain subset of people until I started talking to Nate and Brad about this movie and then Scott's super into it. Everybody's super into it. And you guys are like just barely older than me. And, and like the difference, I think the difference between being eight when it came out and being like four when it came out is just all the well, difference. And you probably, it's like you didn't see it probably until you were what? Like, 10. Oh no! Yeah, I was old. I was. I mean, I was like twelve, probably. Yeah. So, you, so you probably. So you didn't see it until the night. Like you know, you were twelve, and the movie had been out. Oh yeah, for and a hell, long other time, movies you know. had come out that were kind of that action, like that kind of totally. pressing those same. So buttons. I didn't have that. Like, oh, this is like this is so cool. Like we've never seen anything like this. Like, was it? Did I read that? This was like the first time they had let them actually use the jets to. Uh, yeah, they they paid the navy some some dollars to make sure. Right, which is stuff. which is super cool, and you can tell that it's like the effects are pretty practical, right? I mean, it's not they're not f- pretending to fly those jets. It's pretty legit. Yeah, I mean, there's not. I mean, it's obviously before CGI, so I mean, it's really. I mean, a lot of real real effects, real pilots, real flying. I guess my problem with it. 
stems from a couple of things on upon rewatch. My main problem with it is Tom Cruise. <laughs> like he's just so cocky and so just like just like oozing like douchiness to me in this movie. And I can't get over that he's like five six and he's just like freaking, you know. But see, I think that's around the, like that's the appropriate size for like both a race car driver like in Days of Thunder and for like a pilot. I think you gotta be a little bit smaller because like you just fit into the the cockpits better. Yeah. And uh, so those are the types of guys that are. I guess they I can totally, be the cockiest motherfuckers to, in the bar because they're I like, totally yeah, believe. I, I totally believe down. Goose as a pilot. I totally believe Iceman as a pilot. Val Kilmer, but uh, but Cruz just seems so weird to me. Especially when uh, Tim Robbins comes out at the very very end. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, all giants. Double yeah. the height of Tom Cruise. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know if Tim Robbins could legally fly like in a in a fighter yeah, jet. I don't no know if way. he's gonna fit. I don't know. The love story felt weird to me. Like a lot of it, a lot of it was weird. And and I was I kept waiting for the moment where I was like, oh, now I see why these guys like this movie. And it just never really comes. Um, I don't know. I I can't shit on it too hard because, like you guys said, it's like uh, I think part of it is the time when it came out. And like we talked about Terminator, you know what I mean? It's not the greatest movie ever, but it had like or Terminator Two, like the special effects that it had and the things that had like Jurassic Park, like. I think Jurassic Park's a great movie, but at the same time, it's like what the what it what it represented for when it came out. You know what I mean? I think is a big part of it. And I think I just missed that, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. This this was a hundred percent movie theater experience movie. I mean, yeah, I'm a little older than all you guys, and I definitely saw it in the theater. I think I was in junior high, and we you'd never seen the scale of like airplanes fighting flying around and, and on the big screen before like this with just without special effects at all and the fact that these are real planes we're just going these are real planes this was real and it was just like in the theater just really just took your breath away and it was oh my god <laughs> i did actually i didn't mean to say that and the minute i started saying it i wanted to stop myself but i couldn't god damn it i hate myself so much right now Fuck. Oh, I like that. Yeah, thank you, buddy. That was, um, that was better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I, I actually rewatched this again yesterday, but again, I didn't need to. But I actually enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than because I yeah. think every time I've rewatched it over the last twenty years, I catch it in the middle and I'll start watching yeah. this from, and watch whatever. And I hadn't pushed play, you know, on Netflix and started from the beginning. That intro is fucking amazing the build-up with the, the soundtrack just slowly building and then them working on the planes and steam getting ready to launch. and the sort of like smoke kind of coming across the screen just and expertly just being, done and yeah. it just i got goosebumps it yeah. was just yeah. i was like why am i getting goosebumps i've seen this movie dozens of times and it got me one more time i'm not sure there's a better like action movie intro that just like just sets the scene very calm. It's not over the top, and it just gets you like fired up. Like, oh you, yeah, you know what you're in for. You're like, okay, this is some. This is gonna be some fighter jet shit. This is gonna be le- like the music is gonna be a big part of the movie. That just everything about it is yeah. perfect. I love the intro of this movie. So I, I put that definitely in my notes. Uh, so, so one thing about timing before we like you know because and I think it is a for me a bit part of it is like goes back to that timing, but it's also one of these movies. It's a very Cold War movie. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it has the feel of some of these movies from the 80s, right? The other one you think of is like Rocky IV, you know? Oh, yeah. like, you watch both of these and you're like, oh, the Russians can't fuck with us. Yeah. They got no a, chance. It's definitely like, <laughs> it, it, I, I, don't, I don't know that there's any argument here that this was like intentional propaganda, 
but it is incidental propaganda, no question, right? It's a very like America wins is the hero against Russia right. kind of a movie. So you're saying you don't think it was intentional? I'm saying I don't. I'm not saying I, when I say that I, mean, I just mean it wasn't that the government was like sanctioning or pushing this oh, propaganda. No. Like literally, I just mean. But it was it was it was propaganda in the sense that like it it, it fit that time and that like attitude. Government wasn't mad at. In, in Top Gun, they mention Russian MIGs, but I don't think they actually are like saying like. Are they saying they're Russians, or do they ever actually like specify that? They, they never say who the enemy is, but I mean, they look right. so Russian, and they, I think they're Russian design MIGs. Right, Russian. They don't say that they're fighting Russians, or like the, the, but they call they, them MIGs, right? And that's yeah. what the Russians yeah. flew. But I mean. they but, would sell them to all yeah. sorts of different countries. We sell our planes to other yeah. countries too. So, how yeah. Russian does Iceman look? He looks like Ivan Drago's <laughs> little brother. Like Ivan Drago's little brother. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely he was definitely one of the one of the USSR states. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so okay. So so any other opening thoughts before you guys want to dive in with uh, old T Scott? I mean, there's I have I have a lot of questions, and some of them might be for T Scott, but I I do have a question just for us. What is Animal Night at a club? I was trying to look this up. They say it's Animal Night at the club, and is that a specific designation for some type of like? I know there's like ladies' nights and animal and night? industry nights. They say yeah on the sign outside the bar it says Animal Night, and I'm like, what, what how, the fuck does that mean? How it's like I a, watch this movie so many times and never noticed that. <laughs> I, I, this one oh was like I was looking for things and I noticed that I was like, well, I've never heard of an Animal Night. At Maybe a bar. it's like a furry thing. Yeah. Yeah, you bring you like dress up in a, in a yeah. Like full yeah, but I didn't I see didn't anybody see in Kansas. costumes. Yeah, there was there was no. Well, it checks out. Um, animal night. That's what they animal call night. it. Animal night, like animal style. <laughs> <laughs> animal maybe, 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 maybe you're supposed to wear like animal prints. Like it's like cheetah, cheetah. Yeah, Ooh. but nobody. Everybody's got uniforms on, or yeah. like I don't know. That is interesting. I did not notice that. Yeah. Maybe that's the so, night that they rehearse for when they're all going to sing together. <laughs> okay. So I want to bring this up. So, 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 so uh, uh, throw your complaint out because I have some responses to this. So I just don't get how they're supposedly in like a new place. I, I yeah, my they, phone they just went down to Miramar. So, they, so they're in a new spot. They don't know, they don't know anybody there. They go to the bar and, 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 all of a sudden, the, the guy's singing, but everyone like comes in like it's a like it's a fucking flash mob. <laughs> they okay. just met these people. Iceman is singing. Yeah, like they've been at this like, bar before or something. No, 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 no. So, but, but have but, they been at the bar before? No, no because they're just singing because they know the song. Nate's like Nate's like no, dude. They just heard a song that they know and they started singing along. But there's I'm a microphone sorry. and there's like they, they, it was very along. planned. Like they knew what they were doing. But, okay, but you but your point, Zach, was that like this was not a super well known song that they would have like sung along. To. Oh no, I don't know about that. What I'm saying okay. is, is that right. what, what I'm that saying is that no. What what my point was that like. It was very choreographed and weird and seemed out of place. Okay. Much like a lot of the scenes in this movie. <laughs> the volleyball scene and... Don't talk shit about the volleyball scene. I mean, the volleyball scene was super interesting. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get, we're going we're gonna to talk to Tony about that. Okay, so, so I thought what you were going to say, and when we had this conversation elsewhere, you were like, how do they, you know, you didn't, you were sort of making the argument that this wasn't a song that necessarily would have like provoked a group sing-along. Okay, so You've Lost That Love and Feeling debuted in 1964. The film comes out in 86, so it's 21 okay. years old. It topped the Billboard Hot 100 uh, for 16, uh, or for a couple weeks, and it was on the Top 100 for 16 weeks, which was unusually lengthy at the time. So this would have been a little bit like, 
like if, if if today somebody went into a bar and started singing like Fresh and Clean by Outkast. Yeah. Like it, it was like that level of popular or maybe more popular. Okay. Well, I think that's a terrible example, but I, <laughs> maybe if they were singing like, I'm so fresh and so clean by Outkast. I mean, maybe, maybe if they were doing like, like, like Macarena or something. Yeah. That, similar. Yeah. Yeah. But it would be, it'd be something from about that era. Right. I, right. Like, I, like I, early I don't, 2000s. I don't fault popular. them for knowing the song. But everybody jumping in like they're all the exactly. best buddies that have been hanging out this bar for like like fifteen years is a little like weird. oh Mav's doing his thing again no dude he just got there <laughs> <laughs> well I, I can only tell you that I tried I, I used to just spontaneously try to start singing this song pretty much any chance I got anytime C Dub was around oh yeah you did that with C Dub a lot what was the well, bet I'll what was the bet between Mav and Goose so carnal knowledge. carnal knowledge but but it was but it was either of them could get the carnal knowledge right or you think it was just or you think goose was a good husband and he was just like right. oh i'm just gonna bet you mav that it, it was a he's prop, the ultimate prop wingman for, man he is the wingman for life of of all okay, situations i, I, I prop bet love for that mav. i love yeah. that angle that he was like the ultimate wingman and he was yeah. just like such a wingman that he was like i'm gonna motivate this guy to get well, pussy right now well and he said he he, she, she, he says he's like you know he's like mav goes even you could get laid in a place like this. And he goes, I just hope I can find someone to talk dirty to me, which was like, a, you know, like I'm a married guy. I'm not going to cross any lines, but you know, some girl wants to talk a little, you know, talk a little dirty to me. <laughs> Maybe that's okay. <laughs> the, the, the one line is kind of weird. So carnal knowledge of a female this time. Was, weird. Now, was, he, was he busting his balls or was there actually an incident? That That's like, I was watching this time. I was like, it was weird. I had that question too. Yeah. I, I um, you know, I was like, well, maybe some, some things got weird and or maybe he's just saying, hey, you know, of a female this time, just kind of busting his balls or something. So and then the the weirdest part of that whole scene was when he just walks into the ladies room, you know, after talking to Charlie and then it's like, well, what if she's in there like dropping a deuce? Or something? <laughs> <laughs> she you just know? happened to she's be powdering her makeup. nose yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That could have gone real bad. <laughs> if she's just grunting on <laughs> 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 he, just, he just turns around and walks out. But yeah, um. and then and then it makes like a super different kind of weird interaction the next day when they figure out that they're that he's in her class. Oh, dude, she took the biggest shit. <laughs> don't don't poop shame you guys. Oh man. Um, okay, so I, I do have a. I'm not going to say any names here, but I have a colleague who thinks that uh, Girls somebody poop. somebody we worked with that one of the, their first days uh, that we had a, a, a meeting and thinks that they farted like in their chair at the meeting, and he swears this. And so, of course, anytime anybody sees this person, they're just like, I don't know if she did or not, but that's what he says. <laughs> but it's but it's it's a woman. It's a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fart shaming bro i know terrible Horrible people. <laughs> um so the other thing that like i struck me this time and again sort of a function of watching it for for the pod is like just how many quotable things like things i say i've said a lot over the years oh, yeah. like so what I'm, like what do you say oh talk to me goose i'll say talk to me goose anytime it might be appropriate or not i just you know uh, throw that out negative ghost rider the pattern is full okay that's, 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 that's a very hun- useful that's in many situations that's one that i've heard quite a bit 
Yeah, so that one's a that's a big one. Um, that just shouting, just shouting in, in a weird, awkward situation. I want some butts is always a <laughs> it's a good uh, uh, crowd pleaser. But I, negative ghostwriter is like one that I heard quite a bit. I never knew where it came from until this uh, rewatch. Yeah, and I'd heard yeah. that for years and years. I feel the need, the need for speed, not as much, but like that's one that I've definitely said like time or two. Um, and then like, this isn't exactly a quote, but the double up high, down low, reverse backs, like hand slap. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, We've yeah. done that a hundred times. And, and, and I think, and, and it's kind of probably taped, you know, like petered off a little over the years, but like in the late eighties, early nineties, if you didn't do that, like what were you even doing? Were you Slapping give them the high five and then keep walking back by and around? Give them, oh, yeah. oh dude, I taught a bunch of kids on my baseball team that move. And then we were doing the one where you give them the high five and then reach down and grab their leg. Like you kick oh, their leg, yeah, shake yeah. their that's leg, nice dude. Thing. They love that. So, so Nate, have you ever said, "Take me to bed or lose me forever"? Oh no, I haven't. But I have, I have some commentary about about the sex in this movie. Cougar or lack thereof. You stink is pretty <laughs> solid. Too. Oh no, it's slider. Oh slider, slider, slider. Yeah, okay. So that's the other one. Slider, you stink, stink. is an all time great, and it's a great. It's like a great cut because it's so, like, not. I, you know, like there's no other way to interpret it. It's like real direct in a way that's uncomfortable. <laughs> like it's, it's, well, it's true. Cause it looks like he actually yeah, does. You're like, you know, I mean, yeah. like sniffs himself. He yeah. He's, he's concerned. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, so let, let's talk, let's, let's, let's move on and uh, jump into some drinking with the director. Wait, before we do, we gotta, we gotta talk real quick. You know, I, I like to think about movies uh, when they end, they usually have a song that just fits. I mean, we, we talk about warrior and it's like that, 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 that song from the national comes in. It's just, it's just perfect. But what if you just fucked around and said, let's get as crazy as we can and just put some absurd things. So in the end of this movie, you have, uh, uh, Charlie unbeknownst to, to Tom Cruise. She puts a little money in the jukebox and she plays the song. Uh, what it's, you got that love and feeling, right? Yeah. You lost that love. And feeling. You lost that love and feeling. So, um, the whole bar sang it, right? No, not the no. very end. Oh, they didn't know the words. And he just looks around and then he goes. Okay. And he sees well, she it, does so. some really stealthy ninja shit too. Yes. Like, <laughs> she, she puts the like if you look at the, where the jukebox is. I had this exact. How the fuck did she get that quarter did in? She just select the song, and she was around the corner. <laughs> it sneaks it. Yeah. Sneaks the other side of the the, the whole thing, and then like Here's appears out of nowhere somehow without him seeing. Right. So what if she would have put some money in that jukebox, and then all of a sudden you hear. Hey, we want some pussy. Hey, we That's want some pussy. Two live crew. It's a. It's time appropriate. That song had come out by the time this movie comes out, so it actually works, and it works on a couple of different levels because uh, Kelly McGillis, I, I think, is a, a lesbian at this point. I think she. She has a, a wife or a girlfriend. You mean a, a allegedly? Yes, I, think no, I don't think it's allegedly. <laughs> no, no, she's definitely. She's definitely uh, married uh, to that's a woman. Real, I like that a lot. Yeah. So, so if, if that would have dropped, and then he would have turned around and his head started bobbing, and she kind of looks at him, still gives him a little look, it would have been a different ending. So I was giving some thought to your your new kind of category here, which is it's starting to become a normal thing, which I, I really enjoy. <laughs> and I didn't necessarily do it for the end. I know. So you have the ending. I have a couple other scenes, and one is the scene right after Goose eats the canopy. I believe I can fly. <laughs> As he's floating <laughs> down into the ocean. Little, little, little Luther Vandross. <laughs> no, that's R. R. Kelly. That's R. Kelly, bro. Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, that would have been actually. Un- I like I like that a lot. And you know, then I was I also like to maybe have us think about some new songs during. 
the love scene that Nate likes so much. Um, no, no, don't, don't even, let's not even let's, joke let's about that. Let's throw a song in. What can we, what can we you, throw in you there? You can't change Take My Breath Away. Can't, can't change it to, lick it up. Lick it up, <laughs> little kiss. Huh? So I will. I have a lot of tongues in that. I have a lot of deep. I, this is all as right much on tongue as in the uh, love scene. Yeah, I've never seen anyone. Well, God, okay, let's just go there. Uh, all right, should we bring Tony Scott out? Do you get wait? No, 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 no. Nate wants to, Nate wants I, to I go want, there. We're going to talk about the sex scene, and then I'll give you my song. So, okay, so this is another thing that was important to me here. Is like, okay, so I'm seven. And I was, as we've talked about at time on this pod a few times, aggressively I, sexual. I, I was a bit of an early <laughs> sexual seven. <laughs> so at seven, I was like, yeah, like this is, that's ha- That's at some point that's happening. But, uh, you know, like other than like running into a playboy in the canal a couple times when I was five, I didn't really have any idea like what any of this kind of thing was going to happen. Dude, so, a good canal playboy. That's a story for another. It's a great guy. name for a band. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I go to, go to the movie. Um, we get you know, take my breath away. Starts to play, and I'm like, this is the first time I've seen any enactment of like a serious sex scene. And as has been pointed out, like no sex scene before or ever after was quite like it because there's an enormous amount of silhouetted tongue licking right. and, and like penetrating. <laughs> yeah. So like they, 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 they kiss and like, you can see the silhouetted mouths and like the tongues like shooting back and forth in. Yeah. And then like, you know, she like licks him from his Adam apple up off his, like flicks it off his, his chin. And I was like, okay, so that's what you do when you have sex. Yeah, you do, I, like, knew, I knew you, that's where you were going. You like, li- you lick, it's made for you some understand. terrible, like, initial makeout sessions for Nate, where just, he was just like, no, I mean, I think flickering his tongue at a girl's I mean, face. I, I, th- I think I probably <laughs> some of my potentially bad. I think I'm an okay kisser though, but I'm just saying, I think I probably kiss like Top Gun. Like, I think I'm a top you think 10 so? kisser. I probably, so, I don't know. So you'd like to apologize for all these young, young ladies that you <laughs> yeah. kissed in the few years uh, after this? No, film. I think he's saying or that it's for, worked out now. great for him. No, I mean, you know, Maverick just, led him astray. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, it's the, it's, it, I really was like, oh, that's, this is representative of what sex is like. I can't wait to talk to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Who is also a big Top Gun fan, so maybe she's into that. Maybe that's, I, like, her first, uh-huh, like, yeah. she was like, yeah, that's how people kiss. And well, then she met Nate, and she was like, this guy gets it. This guy saw Top Gun in 86. And because <laughs> Take My Breath Away was playing, Take My Breath Away will forever be the sexiest song in the world to me. So, That's like, wild. yeah, oh, yeah, it's a very, so, like, and, and it, so it does figure in, and I won't tell the whole story about it, but, like, my wife and I, you know, have that. This is a bit of a connection. As you say, she's a Top Gun fan. So when Berlin came to the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk, like, it was, like, a big thing for us. We went and made sure we saw. It was a big, it was a big, I'm glad you we gave that qualifier. It was a big thing for us. <laughs> now, now <laughs> is, it, is it on, if you have a lovemaking playlist, is it on the, the playlist? Oh, no, it's not on the playlist. It is. It is. Play- the playlist. <laughs> it is the playlist. The repeat. No, like twice the the the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the Pandora station that is like oh. designed for that was was like play songs like take my, take breath, my away. breath away and it's okay. like Sinead O'Connor <laughs> and maybe the the one <laughs> the one chick uh, oh dude who's the, who's the chick that just that just stands there and sings super awkwardly and she has like crazy uh, stage fright and she That's- can't look at the crowd. Is that Feist or something? Not Feist. Um, I do not know. Uh, uh, not Saya. No, I'm not, talking about um, Arcia or whatever, but I'm talking about the chick uh, that you're going to have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> so That's pod gold, right? <laughs> Don't edit shit. 
So it's also similarly find the final countdown is the greatest pump up song of all time because I heard it when I was like eight at the you know in the, in the old gym at the high school when they were good ba- they were good basketball teams and I was like oh so this is what what's awesome when you get pumped up for sports you know mm-hmm. so but it's one of those things it's like it's not a great song but man to me it's like Mazzy Star <laughs> who I'm Mazzy oh. Star okay actually Mazzy Star uh, uh, fade into you. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That song right after your, well, uh, we're your gonna... song about licking and breathing. Oh yeah. Okay. So 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 I'm so gonna... just before you go off that real quick. I just I just wanted to my notes say excessive shadowy tongue kissing. That's <laughs> yeah. all my notes say. Nothing excessive about it. Okay. It's exactly <laughs> as much as it needs to be. Um, but what's funny is you for years claimed that like I had said before that I had gone to see this movie when I was seven, and you were like, dude, there's like tons of nudity in this. There's not. And you now know, you now realize. I was like, "There's not. There's just obscene amounts of like chin licking." Yeah, it's just weird. It actually <laughs> it feels a little more awkward than nudity in certain ways. It, oh, oh, yeah. it certainly felt very intimate. That's yeah. why. That's why your buddy's parents put the black line through it. They're they like, like, "Well, there's way too much." They're like, "This kind of turned us on." Like, we, yeah. oh, no question. All right, so my song for the so, end. So for the end, the 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 song that they play is by the Righteous Brothers, but the song they they got the wrong brothers. They should have played Ebony Eyes by the Everly Brothers, which is a song about a guy who's waiting on like his to be bride to show up at a small airport until uh, they find out that the plane crashed. (laughs) 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 Wow, dude, that's appropriate. I had no idea where you're going with that. Uh, Wow, that's solid. solid. That, yeah. The only the only song I can think of that she should put on at the end is uh, is an obscure song by a band called Circus Survive called All Your Friends Are Dead. And they, she just like she just, she just like hits the fucking hits the jukebox, and all of a sudden she's behind him. Uh, oh man! All right, so uh, T Scott coming on out, but first, as is always the case, drinking with the director is sponsored here on Bev's Video Kingdom by Last Call Brewing, uh, brewers of our own Bev's Video Kingdom BVK IPA. Yeah, which yep, they might yep, run. Yep. That. They say they might put throw another round of that out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it, we're we're gonna we're in some talks to uh, hopefully negotiate another batch of that delicious brew because uh-huh. it was it was a fan favorite. It was a fan favorite. There's not- still some existing beers. There are. I have a few in my fridge. Nate has some in his fridge. They're the first ones I'd seen in I a while. I have some too. I was I just at my in law, uh, my 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 wife's dad's house, and and he has one in his fridge that I I left there. So. We all got a little secret stash. Were you like, were you like, thanks for drinking the beer I left you? <laughs> They're not real beer drinkers, so I'm I'm not surprised. In fact, they tried to take like there was a four pack they wanted me to take home yesterday. They're like, yeah, it's kind of taking up room in our fridge. I just I like to have beers when I go over there because they don't usually have beer. So. But they're like, yeah, we need room. I had a I had a party for my baseball team today, and uh, I had a twelve pack of beer on ice for some of the other dads, you know. But the, the whole team was coming over. I thought maybe. you were going to say for your team. I was like, that's, that's a hell of a coach. So like, you guys had a great season. Ever. Gentlemen, you get your first cruise light today. Nine and ten-year-olds, yeah. <laughs> I had like a 12-pack of beer, and I get a text from one of the one of the parents, and he's like, hey, we're thinking about heading over, but I just wanted to know, is there going to be alcohol there? And I was like, yeah, I think there's a couple beers if you want one. I thought he like wanted one. <laughs> oh, no. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to come. And I was like, damn it. Dude. Wait, what? Yeah, they didn't come. I felt bad. Like Religious I or maybe yeah, some they're problematic religious. stuff? They're religious, but I just like, I felt bad about it. I was like, it wasn't worth having two beers at the at the party for them not to come. You were know they delicious I mean? beers? Yeah, they were good. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you drinking, Brad? 
<laughs> I've got some delicious karate in the garage. Last call, uh, you know, it's got a little movie reference for us uh, from the Step Brothers, and it's a, a tasty, hazy double IPA. It's got a little kick to it. It'll, it'll. I kick drank in some. The of it. If I you drank had, some of it yesterday, and it got noggin kicked for sure. Yeah, it'll, it'll thump you a little one just to remind you that there's some alcohol in there. So, but it's tasty, super delicious. I'm drinking the uh, the American classic Pabst Blue Ribbon. PBR. Uh, I was going a little lighter because I got kind of fucked up at the kids' baseball party. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, well, hey, if he's not going to drink his beer, I'll drink his. So I think I have a glass. That's karate, I believe I have there. That is karate. And then, in the garage. But I'd also like to um, do a, a new segment. Oh, oh, oh well, he just ah. pulled a jar out. Scotch Beck drinks mystery whiskey made by a guy he just met. Oh wow! Somebody made—is this bathtub whiskey? This 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 is moonshine whiskey. Is this a fan? Some toilet hooch? Um, Is this a fan or a person that you knew? You don't know. So I was at a barbecue earlier, and what the one of the hosts, his brother was there, super cool dude, and we started talking whiskey, and he's like, "I got something for you." And he made this. And he brought a jar out of the truck. Oh, and you just smelled it? Oh, my God. And I think I just saw nose hairs catch fire. I can't imagine what so it So he said like. it. Was, he aged it for, for three weeks in a, a, a charred barrel. That's and, typically uh, how long they age it. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, think, I think he said this is like five years old. So, um, and I think he also said it's 120 proof. So, really? Um, wow. Yeah. Wait, no, no, wait, I need just be, I need a little bit more background before this. So, <laughs> did, did he say what style he makes? Did he learn it from somebody? Did he just try it? Fucking, I'm on my own. Are like, we sure that's not I, just I really make it in a fuel. toilet. Did he just recently get out of prison? <laughs> no, he's, he's a great Lots dude, of teeth, really nice full guy. Full teeth and mouth. And yeah, and he showed me some pictures of his still, and it looked a little, you know, Home Depot. Did it have a tarp um, in it? I, yeah, I only saw a couple <laughs> pictures. But uh, I'm gonna give us a little sipper just to see looks, what happens. Oh, it looks okay. a little home depot. Just so you know, it's in like a little mason jar. It's, it's like a, jar. a blue mason jar, but it looks very. It dark looks like Coca Cola. It looks like Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's very, very Coca Cola yeah. looking. Yeah, actually, the light does not go through. There is no. There's no light through it. It is, it is quite wow. opaque. Scott, okay. chew some of it and tell us what you think. <laughs> oh Jesus! What, what's the? He's licking his lips a little bit. Scott's going to be He's trying to keep it together. Does this guy listen to the pod? (laughs) Wow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's some good shine. Um, Actually, there's a lot of flavors happening right now in my mouth. And I don't yeah, know what any of them are, I but it's like there's it's, it's not, half it's of actually that, pretty goddamn good. Half of that had like black licorice or something in it. Yeah. Bro. It's dark. It's uh it's yeah, dark. It's and and yeah, oh here it goes. Oh, it's going across the table. Brad's oh, Brad's gonna God. drink the hooch. Just when you, oh boy. When you <laughs> when you kiss Melissa later and your mustache smells like hooch, she's gonna oh, be like, man. What the fuck? Little sipper. Uh, there it goes. Uh, it's all up in his stash. Okay. <laughs> oh, he just looked at Scott. His like, face is very perplexed. Right it's, it's a roller coaster. He's right? licking the mustache. I don't. Oh, I gotta try it. Oh, <laughs> you have to try it. It's you like it. very interesting. It's like very you're, interesting. That, guys, I just smelled it. It doesn't. No, yeah, I, I smelled it too, and then I took a drink because I'm a man. It smells oh, are like. You, are you a man? It smells like. I'm li- a man. It smells like licorice. I'm and a man. Permanent man. marker. Yeah. 
And <laughs> There's definitely licorice and permanent marker. I, I do. I, I, I smell some licorice. I mean, I taste some licorice. There's some. Uh, There's a note of hobo piss. Definitely taste the smoke <laughs> of the wood, the, the cast. There's a little yeah. bit of smoke in it. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it. He's exactly right. It's not as terrible as you can imagine. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I, this guy was like, I, I had it in a, in, a, in a smoky casket for three weeks, but he just like put a cigarette out in it and then fucking <laughs> put the lid on. <laughs> He put a cigar out. I, I actually, I can't wait to put this over some ice and, and kind of water it down because it's, it's supposed to be watered down because it's cast right. strength, 120. So you're supposed to actually water really? it down. Oh, yeah. Am I it's die? got like, it's just, a, just like small Coca-Cola is not soda. wrong. There's a little bit of like a, a soda kind of like yeah. flavor to it. Uh, okay, it's not that bad. Exactly. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I wait, don't wait, know. wait for the aftertaste. Here it comes. Yeah, there's like it gets a little funky here in a minute. Then it gets better. Oh, it's almost got like a blue bubblegum ice cream flavor. Oh, wow, dude. See, yeah. Okay, oh. so I'm gonna preface this by saying I'm drinking <laughs> Diet Pepsi uh, and grenadine tonight. And Why, Nate? It's because I <laughs> apparently I'm told Allegedly. that I drank an entire bottle of bourbon last night, which I I believe that it was full when I started. And I, I opened I opened the bottle and handed it to Nate, and then when I woke up this morning, it was like. <laughs> this much left in it. Yeah, it was a, rough, a little rough. You might dump a little, a little splash, a little, a little squishy thing. splash in, in your. No, head. try it. It's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, it smells like rocket fuel. Okay. It, it definitely smells like, like rocket fuel. Oh, it's definitely not something you'd get a, I, a couple fingers of without some ice. My mouth is still hot. <laughs> that face isn't good. Yeah, it, it's. it's it, it, <laughs> it's it's like somebody thought they were gonna make uh they were gonna make scotch, but then uh, they accidentally uh, started to make it. like Jaeger and like they didn't. Uh, there's there's, there's some Jaeger. Jaeger in there. See, that's what I'm saying. That, that's like, that soda flavor. Like, yeah, it's like it's like halfway. It's like a it's like a Scotch Jaeger. It's like you know a Speyside Jaeger. This <laughs> is this is good pod. Yeah. All right. So this is the Top Gun rocket fuel. Oh, right? Yeah, we just okay. drank some rocket fuel. Well, you know, since we're already off the rails here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm just, we're, I'm gonna keep us going off the rails. So, so Scotch brought this this crazy hooch uh, and and surprised us with it. I have another surprise. So a while back on the uh, on the pod, <laughs> Zach told a story for you those of you i don't i think it was on the hoosiers pod i don't remember which one for sure he told a story about the like the early memory of my my family and he remembers this time when he rode back from basketball game with, oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. crew and uh, we stopped at tony roma's ribs and i think like, about those ribs quite often yeah and my dad bought him this giant rack of ribs and this was like you know very important for Zach is like, you know, it was a really generous gesture. And so my dad heard this. And so he was like, when's the next time you guys are going to do the pod? And I was, I told him today. And so, so he, a package showed up at the door today. So I'm going to go to the oven here. You got Tony Rose ribs right now. What? No, Nathan. Oh my God. This guy's got ribs coming out of the fucking <laughs> What in the hell is going on? Dude. Yeah. So I've got a pack of ribs here. That I just slapped down in the middle of the table. I do not believe they are Tony Romas, but my dad really wanted to send ribs for us as a as a follow up to Zach's original moment of getting to uh, eat ribs on my dad. Ultimate dad moment. Are these Amazon ribs from China? They're, yeah, these oh are Amazon goodness. ribs. Okay. They look absolutely. So we'll delicious. let those sit a minute, and then as you see fit, you just reach on out and. Uh, Gonna need down. some serious hand protection. Gonna be some serious ASMR rib eating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'll get. We can. We can get some. Dude, room. Keith, you're the man. <laughs> you are the man. Yeah. So he he sent those over. So we got ribs. All right. So we're talking to Tony Scott. 
Uh, and Speaking we want to ask them some questions. What do you all have? Ooh, they're hot. <laughs> so Tony Scott, I mean, it's funny. I mean, when you, so he and his brother have made some of the most epic movies of the 80s, 90s, uh, 2000s. And it's just wild to think that two brothers are doing definitely different styles. And I, my first question would be like, so why didn't you guys like work together? Like why did you just, did you not get along? Did you have different visions on how movies, it just seems like if you're both this into filmmaking, you would be like, fuck it, let's make some movies together. I'm sure, I don't know, maybe they, this is a, a very non-thoroughly researched pod, but <laughs> maybe, they, maybe, they <laughs> maybe, maybe they were like their, their, their best critics and like helpers and, and things like that. But it's just funny that they're just doing their own things and, and end up making some, I mean, absolute American classics. So what are some other Tony Scott movies, the guy that did Top Gun? Um, so you've got, he did the, he did Unstoppable, which was the train that wouldn't stop with, uh, okay. <laughs> well, he, does with days of, he does Days of Thunder. True Romance, Days of Thunder. True, uh, True Romance is dope. Oh, so good. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a classic. He did, like, let's see what else down here we've got. And that's the same guy that did this Top Gun movie? Oh yeah. <laughs> Were he you is, so pissed when you guy. went expecting Top Gun and then you got ter- True Romance? Were you like, what is this actual good movie? <laughs> no, I mean that's the thing. He's, he did Beverly Hills Cop too. He did uh, Days of Thunder. He did True Romance, Crimson Tide, The Fan, Enemy of the State, Spy Game, Man on Fire, Ooh, Domino. Those, he has some great yeah, movies. Dude. Those are some of like best, he, he almost listed my like top ten movies ever. I really liked Enemy of the State too. Yeah, yeah, solid. Which is funny because Ridley's definitely the more like critical favorite of between the two. I mean, he did Gladiator, right? Yes, Dude, yes. One of the greatest movies of all Did time. Did the Aliens and and all that stuff. So it's it's just interesting that they had they really did, different uh, careers. They really did get some movies out there, huh? That's oh, why. oh yeah. No, Ridley has done. I mean, his his IMDb is way better than than Tony's. Yeah, but that's uh, hmm, that's impressive. So that's my first question: just be their relationship and and uh, what, how that all went down. What's Christmas like for them? Like, do they, do they talk <laughs> film? Like. You know, yeah. it's like, do they say, hey, my film is this and they talk shit or they, they I, yeah, I would like to know that as well. Yeah. I mean, so Ridley did Alien, but he, did, he also did Blade Runner. Um, he did Thelma and Louise, which is a real like super interesting pivot. He did G.I. Jane. He did Gladiator. He did Hannibal. He did Black Hawk Down. The Martian. Is he going to do the G.I. Jane 2 with Jada? Yeah, I think he's so okay. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> Oh boy! It looks uh, like there's a Gladiator two possibly coming out. That's kind of interesting. Okay. He's right. pretty dead, isn't he? He just did the last duel, uh, which you said you last duel was great. Okay, you liked? I really liked it. It was one of the few period pieces that I've seen lately that I liked. He did the House of the Gooch. House of Gooch. Ooh, did not see that. I haven't seen and that. I won't. Either. But okay. I'm sure that it was great. So I, I guess it, I mean it seems like the elephant in the room here. Then the thing we really have to ask him about is the volleyball scene. Right. So like there's all kinds of talk about the volleyball scene being, you know, homoerotic, right? Like, well, do you think I I just want to get to the core of the of the volleyball scene? Like, do you think that they were like, we're going to the beach to play volleyball? Let's go. Or do you think they all just happened to be down there and they were like, hey, you know, maybe we should play volleyball. What do you guys think? It feels like they've obviously played before. Yeah, so it's 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 um it's it's often, but again, how long they hadn't been in in Miramar that long before the volleyball scene? Thank you, thank you, Brad. 
And there was a lot of fans out there watching, which that's the best part. You're watching as they're playing volleyball. There's like seriously people on the sideline, like cheering and getting excited when either side gets points. I'm like, so there there's, there's people that have a vested interest in this game for some particular reason. And this was like mid to late eighties where like steroids were really a thing. And these are some sinewy motherfuckers, right? Like, I mean, we're not talking about like meatheads out there. These guys are, these guys are like a lot of tendon. There was like a, there was a, there was a large (laughs) amount of like chest hair and tendons. I didn't see a whole lot of chest hair. What? No, it's oily, it's, it's oily, oily bare huh? chests. Let's let's rewind. It. <laughs> Was there hair? I don't remember anybody with any chest hair. I there. mean, the, the oil is covering up any hair that you might see. I thought. Well, yeah. Mav is wearing jeans. Yes. Yeah, so so, the, so Mav's jeans are. That's a question I have. Is like right. why why the choice of jeans? Which I I, I love by the way. At like, a certain I don't point, wanna, at a certain wanna... point, we're led to believe that Mav is spiking the ball. Correct. I don't think so. So the only way I can think this saying makes sense is that Mav didn't want to play because he's got this hot date that he's super excited about, and last minute Goose just like he just says, "Dude, you have to do this for me." And like he has some go to where it's like, "I can't say no to that," and so he does that. So he starts playing, but obviously he's checking the clock. He's I can only play for this long. So are we sure they like went down to the beach? I mean, it's it's no. It looks like it's on the base. It looks like it's like just a, a, a beach court on the I just assumed they kind of walked out of barracks and were yeah. kind of like, like, let's go play yeah. some ball. That's, that's why there's no women around because it's all the guys in the barracks. Yeah, so I, I don't think they're like during they free time. Like, I just think it was like, yeah, we got some time. Let's go. Yeah, know. my college in the middle of the uh, middle of campus randomly had a yeah, sand court. Sand volleyball. I did not volleyball. think about that. And if that's what happened, I like that now, a lot better. What I would I really want to know is how bad are Goose's man boobs? Because he's the only guy wearing a shirt. I was, I was like, how bad did Anthony Edwards feel that they're like, nah. Yeah, you everybody really take your shirts off, and like, he's like, ah. uh. <laughs> he starts taking it off. So, no, 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 not you, Goose. Yeah. Um, was that a director's call, or was that like <laughs> put it back on cinematographer? Yeah. That's when I asked Tony. Hey, was that your call? Or was that <laughs> who made you know? that call? Yeah. Is Anthony Edwards just really uncomfortable? Maybe. Um, I like the idea that Anthony Edwards was the most ripped one of all, but he just wasn't going to be exploited. Or, or Tom Cruise said, "Motherfucker's not taking his shirt off." Like I demand this. I don't know if I don't know if Cruise had that clout back then. Not but yet. Not yet. I feel like nowadays he definitely would. If yeah. there was some dude that had like a better body, he'd be like, "Fuck you, you're keeping your shirt on, and I'm gonna have my shirt off." So, so I, I played a lot of volleyball back in the day, and I and I would also I would say much like my kissing prowess, shirted volleyball. Uh, you know, both I went both ways. Okay, um, <laughs> but I would say that like I probably you know learned some of my early volleyball moves from this scene. It's not great volume. I mean, like, so it's an interesting, I actually remember I, I went into it this time watching it thinking like, yeah, the volleyball quality of the volleyball here is really terrible and it's not, it's not that bad. Great, but it's not that bad. Like it's the, 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 there's some the, the hand spot. clenched little like double hand, double fist. hand bump. Not, like this not kind a of, great technique. That was very seven. Yeah, you don't grade. set with double knuckles, but, but I, I come back to the original question, which is like, why is it necessarily homoerotic? So like, and, and I'm not, not saying it's not, but I guess, my first reaction would be, especially at the time, right, would be like, well, this is a movie that like lots of like heterosexual women are going to see. And like, let's put some dudes out there shirtless that for them. Right? I think that was the intent. I just don't think it really worked. Like, I think they were saying this is for the ladies. And it's just it got, to me, it's just weird. and for the I mean, and, you know, for homosexual course, guys. Yeah, sure. But sure. I'm just saying, I, it, but it always comes off as though it's like this stealthy, like. Is it because Tony Tony Scott's a director and he has these like long views of these like shirtless dudes that are rolled up? Um, I mean, I think it's the song as well. Playing, playing with, with the boys. boys. I mean that. <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> the song I think is what does. These are the most really veiled me. references, guys. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got, I've got some Shaq Snake body back coming up. This to, might to be talking. This might be my. So. This may be the eight percent talking, but I'm all in on the volleyball scene. I just, I just the oil. Just like, why did they have to oil them up? Like, I guess, because just, this is the '80s, and in the sun, you didn't. If you didn't oil up, you wouldn't get a good sunburn. <laughs> Which is what everybody wanted at that time. In in general, just uh, not even just this scene. I mean, this scene obviously takes it to another level. But I don't know if you guys noticed, but the entire movie, like how much? So it's a fifteen million dollar budget, I believe. How much of that budget was spent on sweat, fake sweat? Because when they're sweet. in the cockpits, with flying the plane, they're just covered in sweat. That on the aircraft thing? carrier, yeah, uh, uh, aircraft, aircraft carrier. carrier. Yeah. Oh my god, they're all oh. drenched in sweat. Cougar in the opening scene is just oh my god, like sweating buckets. Like, is there is there somebody on set that literally has a spritzer going around just 100%. making people sweat? I just well, I don't know if it would be that hot in the cockpit because once you get up those yeah, those, they don't those have heights, like well, and at, the, at those at those heights, like I mean, the air is very much a lot colder than oh, yeah. than it is down. It's below at, freezing up there. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, I don't know. And in the locker room scenes, I mean, there is just a, a lot of sweat. It's a veritable steam room. Well, and smoke, smoke and fog is just. I mean, we talked about this <laughs> actually. Well, it was, uh, on, on our old uh, uh, Zoom day, uh, BVK, we did Days of Thunder, and and I don't know if we'll ever bring it back, but we talked about the fact that there's just smoke pouring out of everything. It was fog in that movie. Hell. Fog and smoke just 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 erupts from all sorts of places just for no good reason. And and they did this. Tony Scott carried that over from Top Gun because you look at that. <laughs> you look at that aircraft carrier and there's just just smokes coming out of everything and fog and just it's well it's since, crazy. since we're talking about smoke why why in the hell there, there's no way a commanding officer would be smoking a big old cigar in the middle of a control room on an aircraft carrier with all that equipment that expensive equipment he's, he's sitting there sucking oh up. i think that was a thing back then yeah. Yeah. dude they I mean, smoked cigars everywhere man no there was way. a lot of smoke a lot of 80s smoke you were still walking to restaurants and they were like smoking or non-smoking i mean that was I mean, you were smoking. Movies, people were smoking in planes in in the eighties, and like in in passenger jets in Die Hard. Yeah. So, so it, it, playing directly from the volleyball scene into what I one of what I think is my, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. But why is he late? Like he's 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 looking at his watch. He knows what time it is. He really like he's the, he's that excited about this date. But then he decides, yeah, I'm just going to play. I'm going to play like an extra twenty thirty minutes. How late is he? Is an hour late? I think it worked out for him. It did, but I'm saying, but, but <laughs> yeah, was he, you don't really know how late he is. But the way he reacts to his watch, he's like, kind of, God damn, you know. Yeah, so he, he acts must like be pretty he didn't late. want to be late either, you know, yeah. in some ways. But maybe he did. Maybe it was a play. He was, I mean, ne- he was negging. He was negative. He was, he was like, he was like, he was like, I'm going to show up late. And that's going to make her want me even more. Well, he definitely. I mean, the line when he shows up, like, I'm, you know, I'm just going to go take a shower, is just all timer. Yeah, right? like. It's just that, like, I'm going to immediately give you the feel that, like, I'm going to go wash, be naked and wash off the sweat that I just picked up at the volleyball game. And he also yes. learns what time it is because she, if she says, no, you fucking creep, like, hell no. But, I mean, as soon as she says, yeah, he's like, okay, I'm in. Fuck. This yeah. Is, this, uh, is, yeah. this is a lock. Yeah. No, it's, it's, a, <laughs> it's such a great, great move on his part. Uh, all right. What else do you all want to ask? I want to ask, why is just Charlie goes psychotic at one point and, and, and just about crash your car and run over people. <laughs> I mean, like she's supposed to be this very composed, educated woman. And all of a sudden she just goes ape shit and just loses her mind and like almost kills some people. Cause he didn't let her finish. She's in, <laughs> she's in love with him. Love does that to people, man. I mean, she's as composed and calm throughout the whole beginning. And then all of a sudden she just loses it. That instant. There was some astronaut, 
chick a oh, while back yeah. that drove like on 27 diapers. hours straight with diapers on to go and like kill somebody <laughs> that she was, you know, like the other other half of a love triangle. Yeah, that so, is true. You know, she was probably pretty smart. She went a little crazy. Yeah. Okay. Pretty composed and professional. I can't wait till Drew Barrymore stars in that part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised that hasn't been maybe it has been made in a movie. Or Not yet. No, made it's for too TV new. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I was a question about like the music and I want to know how big was Tony's boner when he heard that opening lick, that riff of Kenny Loggins danger zone. Like that is an all time, all time opening riff. I mean, it just kicks off the movie. It gets it going. And it's like, I've always wondered about, I would literally like to ask him, that. I wouldn't ask him how big his boner was, but... You might, though. I might. But, like, that process of selecting music, like, okay, Kenny Loggins is going to do the song, does he record a whole bunch and present them, or is, like, Kenny Loggins is so badass, he's like, here's your song, there it is, and, like, so I've always been curious about that process of the how everything works. That opening part with Faltimar is just like God. That's just that that doom doom. Oh yeah, that's just such a great part of the such a build. And then right into Danger Zone. It's like then we just go straight into eighties. Like it's like just ah. Well, and and then later they mix it with though that riff the the right, which is the iconic theme. Yeah, which is like you know that's the one you hear and you're like oh that's Top Gun. Um, okay, what else you guys got for Tony? Anything else? Anything else you want to? I, I think some of the, my question would be like just some of the stuff about uh, like Charlie, and I'm not trying to be sexist here or anything, but the '80s, like obviously, I think there was a time when it was probably a lot less uh, uh, female presence, especially. I mean, they weren't allowed to be fighter pilots at that time and things like that. So it's like, how much credit would a female civilian like have as far as like being a part of Top Gun? Like it seems like she would have a limited role. To say that she knows everything about like jets and stuff, I don't know. I well, just he respected her enough to kind of clown her in front of the whole class and then immediately try and, <laughs> try to fuck her. Immediately try and bone her. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's part for the course for for old math. Why does she have a call sign if she's a civilian? That's I had that true. question too. Yeah. What was her call sign? Charlie. 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 Yeah, her name's something else. I can't remember. But really? Yeah. yeah. So her call, call sign is Charlie. Charlie. Weird. Yeah, she says <laughs> she's a and she has a doctorate in astrophysics. Uh huh. She must be getting paid a bunch of money. Oh, you got to think. Well, she's living living good down there in what beach I house. assume was, yeah. She's, yeah, she's got a nice place on the beach, freaking slinging all sorts of little pilot dick at her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I know in, in, in the, fire, the fire pilot scenes, it's like, I know especially in the last one where it's like like lives are on the, on the line, but it seems like so much of their language is not very technical. You would think that that fighter pilots would have very technical language, and it's just half the time just like, "Where's he at? Where's he at? He's over there! He's over there!" Like, like they're just like yeah. yelling things, and it's like, "I'm on the fire! I'm on the fire!" <laughs> it seems like it would be a lot more technical language that they would be saying. But I know it makes for a better movie when they're just like screaming at each other and stuff. But I don't know. I would ask him. I would be like, "Like what? They're in two separate airplanes." And his idea to calm this other guy down is to go fly his airplane right. next to the guy that's just flying super erratically and be like, I'm just going to calm him down. Uh, and it's like, dude, he's going to kill you. Like He's, he's going to just tap his wing yeah, a little bit. Exactly. It's okay, baby. It's okay. Like he was going to go give him a little hug or something like that. I thought that was super weird. Uh, it worked, didn't it? No, it did. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd like to ask Tony, who does he think is at fault for Goose's death? You know, they, it's kind of, 
you know, they, they is it ambiguous? It, well, it's it's an argument that I've seen online. Iceman versus What's Mav? the argument? The argument is what is it? Mav being reckless and being too like getting in there too fast, or was it just a complete accident? Or was it Iceman? You know, pulling out wrong. I mean, I, there's arguments online. People saying that they're Team Maverick, they're Team Iceman, they're Team Accident, and so I'm just curious what you guys think. I mean, a professional board cleared them. I, I gotta go with the. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we're really even talking the about. The guilt here. was eating them up pretty good, <laughs> you know. I mean, I, 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 the part of it that bugged me about that, if there is a part, is they act like it's this like super rare thing, but like there's got to be. I assume that like the jet wash that he flies through is always. I mean, like. Anytime you fly that close behind another plane, and they're constantly right. well, he gets caught in it again. Which right at the end, yeah, and they act like it's this very rare thing, and then like the next time he fly, you know, like three times later, <laughs> well, he, like, it's super it's rare if you don't fly like a fucking asshole. Like, uh, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like the Mav. <laughs> so you're on team uh, Mav did it. I'm on team accident, bro. Always. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, final thoughts before we uh, get on to some snagging, shagging, body bagging. No, I think I'm ready for snag shot. I got some, yeah, I got some, I got some stuff here. All right, well, let's uh, jump on to that, and we will be back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Mav and Goose's Cargo Service. Hey, joke shop owners, you ever find yourself in this familiar pickle? You've just ordered 7,500 units of rubber dog shit at rock bottom prices from China. But now your crates are just sitting in a cargo hangar in Hong Kong because no pilots want to fly through enemy airspace. Yeah, I thought so. Happens all the time, right? Well, not anymore. With Mav and Goose's cargo service, you'll get the best fighter pilot in Rio the Navy ever dishonorably discharged. (laughs) Safely dodging missiles, going inverted, and buzzing every tower from Taipei to Miramar to be sure your rubber dog shit makes it safely into the hands of the 12-year-olds that you're swindling out of their lawn mowing money. Mav and Goose's cargo service, carrying your shit since 1986. Dude. Who, so who buys rubber dog shit? Like, that... <laughs> I don't know. Twelve-year-olds uh, rubber dog shit. Yeah, for sure. That's when you're mowing your lawn and you're just thinking, "I'm going to buy so much dog shit." <laughs> okay, we are shag, snag, and body bagging. Oh yeah, are we? Are we shag, snag, and body bagging? Well, then listen to this. Is it a one-night stand? Do you eject them through a canopy or take them home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry, or kill. It's Shag Snack Body Bag. Did you just hear it? <laughs> Scotch almost ejected his microphone. Stand? Oh, shit, it's playing again. Well, we're hearing it again. Oh, it's too late. Fuck. <laughs> Did you, so you eject them through, you re-recorded it, just a special Top Gun. Special Top Gun. Special Snack. Top Gun. TG, TG edition. <laughs> you eject them through a canopy. Oh, man. You know what? You're just, you're, 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 you're all extra in all the best ways, Scotch Beck. Thanks, buddy. So did did Goose die when he hit the canopy? Yeah, broke his neck. Oh, yeah. oh neck. really? Yeah. 
Now, I, I have heard... Like a gooseneck. Yeah, because it's weird, because at the end, because he's kind of face down in the or water, I thought injury. maybe he drowned, but like as I watched it this time, it looked like his neck just kind of snapped forward. And... That was my... Th- I always assumed he broke his neck. In my research, I've heard that like when you eject, it's like the, the amount of G-forces that get put on your body, like it can wreck you. Like It can basically end your career ejecting from a jet that's like like flying, going full speed, because they're just the... The amount of like it basically shoots you out of a rocket. I mean, right. and the fact that the canopy is supposed to fall away first, and when you're in a flat spin, it's just kind of cruising with you. So that was the problem: is that Got he's it. he's going straight down, and the canopy just hung there, and that's why he hits it. It's going the same speed. He was too tall. That's why he hit yeah. the ceiling, and <laughs> fucking five six Mav just fucking floated <laughs> off right into the sunset. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're shagging first, right? We're figuring out what's that thing that we like. We want it. We want it bad. We want it now. We're not necessarily going to take it home with us, but. Oh, I'll tell you exactly what I'm taking home. And it's that, that's that playing with the boys in the vol- volleyball scene. I mean, I hear that song, and I just get a giant smile on my face. And, and just for all the right reasons. It's a great song. It's just a purely just Kenny Loggins at his purest, 80s, just a great little synth and everything. Massive. And like. It's fun, and the scene is just bonkers. It's outstanding. It's the perfect match of just what you see on the screen with the music that's playing, and I love it's it. It's not that long either. No? I thought it was like a longer, like, drawn out, like, they were, like, really going to get into, like, the points of the game and stuff. And, <laughs> and Slider's just his little, like, hands-open little flex. Oh. Oh, it's just, it's perfect. It's perfect. So the volleyball scene is, is great. Can't get enough of that volleyball scene. Slider. <laughs> Slider, you stink. All right, what are you shagging, Zach? Uh, I'm shagging just impromptu flash mobs in the bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? You love it when people I'm just shagging sing together. Just like, you go to the bar, and you're just like, I look around. I'm always like, go in the bar with Nate and Brad and Scott, and I'm like, guys, all right, yeah. You know, and I'm like, I can't wait. I, we're looking around trying to figure out who's going to start singing. Like, we know it's not us because it's not our night to, to do it. But we're like looking around at all these guys. You're like, I wonder what song that guy's going to sing. You know what I mean? And Someone so, starts singing so fresh and so clean. And just, we all go off. Yeah. You're, you're with a bunch of alpha <laughs> uh, alpha dudes in a bar. I mean, the over under on 10 seconds before somebody's like, hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. And I mean, a fist fight's I, I, probably starting. I hard to disagree. We're I, stepping on my butt. I think they're, they're drinking. They're having a good time. Somebody starts singing a song that everybody knows i mean they're they're gonna sing man they're, they're, it's a, there's some camaraderie there you're the dude that doesn't love musicals i don't but i love a good impromptu uh bar sing i just <laughs> you know you see a lady at the bar and you look at your buddies and you're like all right chumbo wumbo on three you guys ready <laughs> i get knocked down and then just like oh. kind of jump out of the rafters you say it like it's a joke yeah well, i'll do that any day of the week that's definitely my favorite part all right scotch that. what do you got charlie in a baseball cap oh Girls in baseball caps is kind It'll of work. one of my things. I don't know what it is. Is it her Top Gun hat? Uh, I don't. No, Tom Scarrett was wearing the Top Gun hat. Uh, I don't know what she had on, but uh, she has a Top Gun hat in her okay. apartment. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just some, I've always had. You, know, you throw a pair of glasses on there too with the baseball cap, and that's it. A uh, fun little fact about that scene: that was a reshoot. I've heard, and so she had already like grown her hair out. It was a different color for Witness. I think she was. Um, filming with Harrison Ford. Yeah, that's right. That's the why they put the cap on they her. They put the cap on her because her hair was a different color and everything. And that's Tucker why the, the, the lovemaking scene is like so shadowy and like... They did that too, yeah. right? Really? Like she, her hair was totally different. They decided to add in the weird licking scene? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, she had had her tongue... Elongated. No, people people were like upset that like, oh, why don't they have... Like, why is there not a love interest? And they're like, well, fuck it. Let's make it happen. 
Like, fuck, where, is there a girl in it? Oh, the teacher? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of the movie, Mav had, you know, he had, uh, uh, Tom Cruise had convinced her to, be, turn in, uh, to turn into a Scientologist. So they're like, okay, now, now we can do a love scene together. Well, that's right on right, because my shagging is the shagging. Uh. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm telling you, I, I, I know that it seems funny, and then there's a lot of jokes at the expense of the silhouetted tongues. A lot of jokes, but I'm dead serious I'm dead this. serious. <laughs> you know, if, you know, like... I, I think that licking Adam's apple and right off the end of the chin is kind of sexy. And I'm not going <laughs> to pretend otherwise, all right? Well, this this isn't my, <laughs> this isn't my shag, but to go off of that, Thank you. that is, to me, the worst shag ever because the minute I heard my mom say that Take My Breath Away was their song now because of that movie, it was ruined for me. Your ever. mom said that? To my dad. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, just, I didn't need to think about <laughs> tongues and my parents. Was there ever a, a shut door and you just kind of heard that no. music of a tape player? No, no, no. Yeah, you did. You <laughs> did. You no. don't want to think about that, no. do you? Damn it. I don't even know why I brought this up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bitch, well, you? we're going to bring it up now uh, every pod. So uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Shout out to your brother who I know is listening to this. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's, see if, let's see if we can wash, this out of your, wash that out of your brain with uh, what's your snag? My snag. If I if I was a filmmaker, let's say I'm making a movie, and I need just a gruff, angry motherfucker, I'm calling Michael Ironside. That guy, he's just got that perfect, just his delivery. When when they get like um, when the the guy's mad about the flyby, and they're standing outside the office, and he comes walking out, he gives them this look that is just like you guys are the biggest fucking idiots. I've and it's so great. I just love me some Michael Ironside. I mean, I just think of Total Recall, right? Total Recall. Yeah, I mean, he's... And then and the best is that the uh, uh, stinger, James Tolkien, Mr. Strickland from the Back to the Future, I mean, he's oh, a great he's, great, he's a great hard-ass, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But, he, but he gets happy at the end when they win. He's kind of celebrating. Because I was thinking about it. I was like, dude, have you ever seen Michael Ironside, like, not totally straight up, oh, like, like hardcore? Yeah. The only time is, like, Starship Troopers, he kind of... It does a little bit of a cool thing with Rico when he knows he's going to get some ass. Yeah. You know, hey, make it in 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, he gives whatever. him a little extra time, kind of gives him a little wink. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, because I thought about that, too. Both those guys are great. They, they're they very typecast. Mm-hmm. You know. You need a hard ass. You're, you're going to one of yep. them for sure, 100%. What do, you, what do you got, Brad? My snag, and, and you might sense a, a little theme here for my shag snag body bag. Uh, my snag is Kenny Loggins. Um, yes. Just thinking about the movies in the 80s and, and into the 90s that he put some awesome jams to. I mean, you've got Footloose, Caddyshack, Over the Top, Top Gun, Rocky IV. I and mean, this guy was involved in all of the biggest movies of like the 80s and still is playing music. He's still around doing things. Uh, he's not he's not had the career that he had in the 80s. But I mean, who was more on top of the world than Kenny Loggins in the 80s? Oh, hell yeah. Um, and if you like his stuff... And you want to go back a little farther? His Loggins and Mezzanine stuff, back in the you know seventies, is really, really, really good. Yeah, um, I mean the dude's residual checks must just be like. Oh. I mean he's probably has to have like seven mailboxes just for all the residuals that are coming in right. from all his movies that made millions upon millions of dollars. Well, and they're hit pop songs too. Like yeah, Footloose was you know. Oh yeah. Just game changer. I mean everybody had that soundtrack. I mean yeah. that's that's just the way it was, and so yeah. He's probably got a couple houses. You think he's got as much money as the guy that did Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? <laughs> Secret of the Ooze? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. 
Oh, I'm not sure if he does. I don't know. Uh, uh, Mr. Robert Van Winkle had to have another career after uh, that movie came out. He yeah. had to go start building <laughs> houses or whatever he does. All right. What do you got, Zach? So mine's going to be riding your crotch rocket without a helmet. I think it's super important to, you know. <laughs> I'm sensing a theme. Get on a straightaway. <laughs> And just really lean into uh, into the need for speed that you have, and then just no no precautions or something. Oh, one handed <laughs> fist pumps and yep. wheelies and there's, like yeah. there's nothing more mavericky than riding yep. a motorcycle. A yeah. just riding a motorcycle that's as maverick as it gets, and then no helmet. Yeah, mm. you just you just kind of look up at the sky and do the fucking you know th- pump pump your fist as the guy as the guy flies by. Helmet helmet <laughs> in a fighter jet where if you crash you're dead. Like, yeah. the helmet's no, not going to matter. No, wear the helmet in there. <laughs> but on the motorcycle, smart. no helmet. Goose had his fucking helmet on, right? <laughs> a lot of good it did him. Uh, 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 so I, I gotta say that I think I'm gonna snag Tom Cruise. And I'm not not I'm not snagging Tom Cruise, the Scientologist, or Tom Cruise the person per se. And I don't know that I'm even here trying to snag Tom Cruise in his whole career. I'm just saying that like he makes the movie. I think it it, it works because he plays that part in a particular way. So you don't think Charlie Sheen can do this? I do not think Charlie Sheen can do this. I don't think so either. But I'm trying to think of like who was who like could an be '80s dude that could be Mav. Val Kilmer, I mean, he can be kind of an asshole and like might have been able to carry it. Like if this was his movie, it's too tall. Yeah, Kilmer could have done it. Maybe. I mean, Val Kilmer was another possibility for me for my snag. I mean, he's great in this. And this might be this got to be peak Val Kilmer, right? He's pretty like not in it that much. Like he's I, not. But yeah. He's so good in the he parts. Is, he is. It's he all is little good. bits, but I mean, it's like every scene he's in, he kind of steals. I mean, Val Kilmer's by far the better pilot person and everything in this movie, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess so. he wins Top Gun. I mean, you could say, oh, it's Jack because Goose dies. But I think he was already he, the, at, every time they talked about the leaderboards, he was always on top. Like so, yeah, the scoring was weird because like it seemed like they'd be close, and then Maverick would do something stupid, and like get no points because you know they flew under the hard deck, and yeah. you know it's like. And he's still kind of in first place, even though he got like zero points in the last uh, one. But they they probably did a ton of different. Speaking of the hard deck, is it, isn't it kind of cheating that like in the in the hop, like the the, the instructors intentionally go below the hard deck to like? Well, he called no joy. Whatever the fuck that. Means. I don't know what no joy means. <laughs> he, that's to Brad's point. There, there's your technical language. Brad. There's some, yeah, that's, yeah, that's some technical. Um, that so, and animal party. We don't know what those those technical yeah. terms yeah. are. But I'm just saying, Tom Cruise just wears it well. He's also or animal like, knight. I had forgotten like what a beautiful man, young man, Tom Cruise was. Like he looks a lot the same, but he doesn't look the same. Like he really like I get it why he was like a heartthrob back then. Although, am I wrong that his teeth are not centered in his mouth? I find him better looking. I find him better looking now than I do in this movie. Really? Oh, for sure. He's weird. <laughs> like kind of weird. I'm like his like shit's weird. He does kind of like, look like the girl in in uh, Hereditary. He's got, the glasses, he's got the glasses. <laughs> he's got the glasses. Like the, surgery. What do they call uh, aviators? He's got the aviators on, but they kind of fit his face weird. They're a little. <laughs> man, like, you guys are I don't know, man. Here. Damn. <laughs> Super. I'm nitpicky. just saying when he, I, I, I keep thinking it's a crooked smile that he has. But then I keep looking at where his middle teeth line up with his nose, and I feel like his right front tooth is slightly too far to the left, and so it's more like the tooth that tooth instead of the gap between the teeth being centered on his nose, it's that tooth. I like that. That's your shag. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, so uh, we're on to body bag. Zach, won't you kick us off here since uh, I think you've now had two body bags prior. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't really have a body bag from this movie. I think it's really good. I'm glad that, I'm glad that we watched it again. I, I plan on watching it many, many times <laughs> going forward. Your body bag is how many hours you're going to waste watching this movie oh, uh, man. I mean, in the future? I might just quit my job and just fucking <laughs> just inject Kenny Loggins straight into my veins, right in between my toes. Oh, man. I've got, I've got nothing I can say bad about it what do you got brad my my body bag and and my theme of course is the volleyball game so my body bag is tom cruise leaving the volleyball game like an asshole like i'm sorry but when you've got a a, a good buddy and you're in the midst of competition rubber match and you've got the rubber match like i mean this has obviously been a very serious game you're already late bro and you're already late and you don't even really know this woman you plan to take a shower at her house when you get there like, why not just That's be like such a weird assumption too? Like, <laughs> I'll just shower at her it was, pad. No, it was a move. It's, he wasn't really in a shower. It was, it was a line. This is the first time I've ever thought of it as a move. Actually, you oh, it's an unbelievable. Move. I think That's it's. Amazing. I think it's a move at the same time as it's like uh, you 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 gauge what you do next off her reaction, right? Is that what you're saying? As far no, as no, no, I'm saying it much more simply. I'm saying. You say to her in a way that's that like could come off. It comes off as an obvious joke because she doesn't really think you're going to take a shower. But you say it in a serious way. You're coming in. You're kind of sweaty, and you tell her like, you know. So she's like seeing you sweaty, which is kind of a like can be a sexy thing. And then you're like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go shower. And so she's got to think about you going into her shower and taking off all your clothes. You really think naked. so? Oh, 100%. oh no, I don't think so at all. I think I think oh, he was like, we're gonna, I'm gonna fuck this bitch right now, and I I smell. So I need to go take a shower. <laughs> I do not think that's what I, I think, got sand in my ass crack. I like I, I need he's to. Like, we're about to do a lot of oh, tongue no. probing, and I think that uh, I She's should probably lick my shower, chin and it's yeah. going to be salty. So yeah. I better shower. <laughs> no, but back to the the, the leading the volleyball game. I want the alternate scene where they stay on the volleyball game, and it's like Goose turn around, and be like, "Somebody want to play with me?" Like, does he like? And then does does Iceman just now like deflate because his whole point is like, I got to fuck over Mav, and like now he's not even in the game anymore. He's just like fucking playing half-assed because like he's not showing up maverick like does he give up done. they just all go back to the barracks you think they just they, the game ends game like, over, one, yeah. like they, they go in the barracks tom mav's fucking leaving they all go take a, take showers in the, like yeah they yeah. got a lot of grease to get off yeah. they're gonna they have to work that a grease for grease. a little while okay what do you got <laughs> they gotta shower with dawn dish soap to get the fucking <laughs> they need some lava <laughs> Cuts through the oil. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, what do you got? Impromptu singing. Oh, come on. I, dude. Because I you love it so much. It. That's why you're singing, no, right? No. It's oh, you're not being body, facetious? Body. I fucking hate impromptu singing. And so <laughs> here's the thing. Because this comes from a personal place. You know, I've been around musicians my entire life. And amazing musicians or whatever. But Matt Brown... Andrew Woodworth, these, these guys that I've played music with, will be out and about, whatever, doing whatever. All of a sudden, they'll fucking start singing or whatever. Yeah, I, and and it, I fucking hate it every time, even though they're good singers. And there was one time I was actually a, a, a buddy of mine. There was a girl who apparently she was a singer, and he thought that we would hit it off. And so we started talking. We went to this restaurant, and we were just going to just hang out. I thought we'd like each other. She dropped a few bars on you Dude, at the restaurant. Talked, we started talking, whatever, also, <laughs> middle of fucking... Buca de Beppo or wherever the hell we were. <laughs> she starts nah, 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 going into her it, like loud. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you singing right <laughs> There's now? There's no like, cameras in here. Yeah. More vibrato, bitch. This isn't American Idol. So anyway, I just, I've always hated impromptu singing and this scene makes me uncomfortable every time. 
Oh, that's that's personal. Okay. Uh, I love that. Nate, there's a goose-sized body bag just waiting for you to put something in it. What do you got? Okay. So there's a lot of people who would say that the writing of this movie is questionable, and I challenge them <laughs> in general. Oh, boy. But there is a plot. The, the point at which Goose dies and then both Charlie and uh, Tom Skerritt and uh, Viper, Viper go full tough love. Like, they're just, like, keep sending them. You know, it's been three days. They're like, nah, put them back in a plane. Like, I'm, there's just no way. And then, you know what? Like, a week and a half later, they, he goes to graduation, and they're like, okay, so. You need to go fucking fight we've some got real jets. a full class. We've got five teams that have come through Top Gun. We'll send two and then Mav. And not only are we going to send him after he's been traumatized and hasn't done any real particularly great flying since then. Hasn't been tested since. We'll grab, he'll grab a Rio when he gets there. So yeah. we'll put him with somebody that's like rando. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, they're just like, uh, the teams obviously don't matter if Mav hooks well, up with rando well, when well, he gets Well, to rando the is well, boy genius from Die Hard, the, the guy that, that cracks the safe oh, in no, Die that's Hard. Who he, that's, oh, no. That's no, a no. Top Gun. It's Tim Robbins on Merlin. the aircraft. Oh, so, yeah. so this, okay. is, this, yeah, this is the cherry on, on my like shit sandwich Sunday which is they send him to the ship and they're like, okay, who's is going to be as Rio? Let's grab Merlin who already was traumatized by Cougar <laughs> who lost his shit That's right. and throw him in the back so yeah. that he can now have to worry about another pilot. Who's like not all, not like real feeling real good that might go ahead and just crash the plane. So like I'm like that's how all. stoked does that guy have to be? They're like, oh, we got a new guy for you. They're like, who is this? Like Maverick? Like oh, he's really good, right? Yeah, he killed the last guy. Exactly. <laughs> Jump in the fucking exactly. plane. Yeah. No, it's, it's, none of this would happen. Uh, and I'm, I'm piggybacking off it. this a little bit. I also have this like so this crisis pops up right, and so there aren't any other pilots. They're they're gonna pick the guys that are literally graduating, and 24 hours later. They're going to fly into the Indian Ocean, which is where the aircraft carrier is. And these are the guys you're sending on this mission. There were, what about last year's class? of? They are probably some pretty good oh, pilots. Last class. year? She says you know? at one point, I see 20 new hotshots every eight weeks. Right. So, like, so they're going to grab the guys what? that are literally yeah. at graduation. Yeah, they're, they're burning and churning people through time. How down. many of those guys, Adam's uh, apples, did she lick? I mean. <laughs> eight weeks after eight weeks after eight weeks. Countless. Count. This is the series, Top Gun the series. And it's just <laughs> Kelly McGillis just hooking up with like young pilots that come through the thing. That's why she was just so bored with it. She's just like, oh, yeah. I guess this is the She's one. She's like, oh, I guess you're here. Go take a shower and get licked. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, why we haven't talked at all about the fact that like there's a power dynamic problem here, which like she's clearly guilty of major like sexual harassment and would get fired for it. Are we, can we can we acknowledge he's this? He's an officer. Oh, disagree. Uh, she's his officer. instructor. He's aggro, dude. She's not his instructor. She's like a fucking, she's consultant. She's, she's a consultant. His superior. Exactly. No, she's no, not the she's military. Consultant. She's a civilian. She's too. a civilian. Bro. Contractor. I I I, I, I think the opposite way. I think I think I think Mav's got some some serious. Uh, <laughs> okay. Some serious predator vibes going Sounds on. Sounds like some this. sexist <laughs> bullshit to me, but okay. All right. So that's our snag shag body bag. Do you dare talk about Kelly McGillis like that? And it is that time where we try to offer some uh, suggestions, some recommendations, if you will, to our, our listeners. So, what streaming recommendations based on Top Gun do you uh, do you have? I'm going to go with the, uh, the the most obvious here, and that's going to be the the it worked with a fighter jet and Tom Cruise. They said, "Fuck it, what if we put Maverick in it and an." Uh, stock car and just see what happens and they did that and you got days of thunder and it's available on hbo max dick trickle 
Cole Trickle. <laughs> Dick Trickle. Cole. Legendary Dick Trickle was an actual NASCAR driver. They called him Cole Trickle, um, but they don't mention any relation. And they actually have real NASCAR drivers, but Dick Trickle's not in the movie, so very weird. But yeah, it's a classic. It's it's days of uh, Stop Gun with uh, stock cars. It's a classic. Check it out. HBO Max. Have some fun. All right. My streaming recommendation for Top Gun is 100% going to be the better early pilot movie. Iron Eagle? Which is Star Wars. Oh. New Hope. <laughs> Where they? I thought you were going to Where they really? Where they really fly some uh, some aircraft? I don't know, man. I feel like it was so much hard, so hard the way that they did it because they did it with all the practical. Like they really did it with the jets. I felt like it was so hard to tell, like really what was going on or who was where or, or you know what I mean. Um, Star Wars, you don't have that, man. You're like zoomed out. You see all the stuff going on. They're going into the ship. You know exactly what's going on. Yeah. That's yeah, my I'll streaming that. recommendation. <laughs> I dig it. All right, I got, I've got I've got two, both uh, Tom Cruise uh, vehicles. So the first one is um, Tom Cruise is still in the Navy, but this time he's a Jag. He is a uh, he's a actually is he in the Navy? Yeah, he is. He's, he's it's Marines. Yeah, so so he's an attorney in the Navy and uh, in a few good men where you can which you can stream on Fubo. DirecTV, Sling, TNT, True TV. You can do it all in a lot of places. Or you should just buy it for $9. It's worth it. Just use your Fubo subscription. <laughs> so if you want um, some... some That's one of my wife's like all-time favorite movies. <laughs> I think rightly. like It's, it's just great. Jack Nicholson and Tom Cruise screaming at each other. It's, it's just... So it's solid. Kevin the Bacon is in it. And then the one that I came to kind of late to the game was as Edge of Tomorrow, which is like I didn't kind of know much about it, and someone suggested it. I finally watched it, and it's, it's really good. Um, and really a good action sci-fi like he's good in it. it's it's kind of it's fun it's real like rewatchable and uh you're gonna have to rent that one uh using one of your rental services for 3.99 so some solid yeah. solid character development like tom cruise isn't necessarily known for character development but in that it's, one it's better yeah i mean, I mean he's Blunt's very smarmy and just a piece of shit and then going through all the uh the deaths that he goes through it's, yeah it, it changes him yeah good shit. It, it really good so those are good ones okay so finally we are to the alternate ending slash reshelf portion where we uh, come up with better, different, um, not as good endings to the movie, or we just take it and put it in a different genre. So what are you all going to do? I always thought, you know, I think like growing up in the 80s, you were always concerned about about nuclear weapons and, and some gigantic uh, uh, escalation of, of a conflict that leads to cities in both Russia and the United States getting nuked. And... My alternate ending with just there's a little bit of an extended scene that as soon as those those MIGs get shot down, um, Russia's like, fuck it, we're going for it. Fuck these guys. They think they can destroy us. And all of a sudden, the missiles start launching. And the movie just ends with like nuclear holocaust. They're, they're celebrating and all of a sudden, they get an alert. Uh, uh, yeah, we've, we've just got note that, that seven missiles are launched towards then, American cities. And now they're like, I guess we should just stay on this aircraft carrier and just not go to land because... That's going to be bad. News. So I love that. I, I love that that Maverick, I, I, I think you even take it a step further and Maverick does something real stupid and cocky. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> he strafes like he flies over to Moscow, strafes like this. Exactly. And then and then they're he just buzzes, like he, bu- he buzzes the Kremlin. They're like, you know what? You know what? Fuck these guys. And then they uh and then they 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 basically cost like a like a nuclear holocaust, and that's just like the prequel to like Mad Max or something like that. <laughs> oh, see, yeah. I was gonna say it's like the prequel to the road. Like, well, like the yeah, I thought I was, I, I'm I'm in either way. <laughs> Dad, how did this all happen? Well, there was this was, pilot, yeah, <laughs> Bill Mitchell, or what is it? What is it? Is that right, Bill Mitchell? Is that really his name? <laughs> Billy Mitchell? No, Billy Mitchell's a, a arcade superstar in the movie uh, King of Kong. That's no, Pete, Pete Mitchell. Mitchell. Pete yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. Um, oh, Mav's name's Pete. Yeah, yeah Pete Mitchell. That's even worse. <laughs> That's why he goes by Mav. All right. Uh, That's my call so sign. I think I'm. I mean, I, I, I have. It's incumbent upon me to apply the uh, my dad's j- rule, which is a reshelf to Top Gun till dawn. And it works for this movie. It works, but the question is exactly where to put it, right? So, like, a couple possibilities. One is that they go into the bar. They like you know the bar scene. You know kind of continues as it normally is they begin to sing and then all of a sudden this impromptu singing like antagonizes a bunch of vampires that like are in the back and they have to like all the all the pilots have to kind of fight their way out of the bar and then from like, dust till dawn with yeah okay. exactly so top gun till dawn they like fight their way out of the bar and then they just get into the movie goes on just as it was but and they get like, in there no one even mentions it and they're just like oh yeah no you great. know you know who we need to have a zombie you know who has to be a zombie in the or a vampire. You got to be goose. Yeah, vampire. Vampire goose. Vampire goose. <laughs> <laughs> See, I kind of like the idea. Vampiro. That, don't, you, don't you think that Val Kilmer, the Iceman, is a better vampire? No, goose has got to like come back to life. And but like, goose dies. Iceman doesn't. Vampires don't die. But I know he acts like he's dead. But then, as he's at the morgue, he wakes up and he comes and he hangs out with. <laughs> Oh, I guess vampires, you have to like get bit by another vampire to turn into a vampire, yeah. right? So no, just because Goose do, dies. Goose zombie, but that's not really, that's not really difficult until <laughs> dawn. Zombie Goose? Maybe they go back to the aircraft carrier and it's all a ruse and like all the, the, the carrier, all the crew has turned into vampires. And so then they've got to fight their way out with their fighter jets. Is it like a large group of geese called <laughs> a murder? A murder of geese. Uh, so I think that's my, I don't, I don't have a whole lot else. I don't want to touch this. I want Vampire Goose. <laughs> That should why. be his new call why. sign. Vampire Goose. <laughs> I just got how, how does no one have a call sign, of a call sign Vampire? Vampire Goose. Well, I think you could do both. Vampire. I'm sure there's probably somebody who's had the call sign Vampire. I'm just saying this one. There's Viper. It's kind of similar. Yeah, they're going to bite you. Well, yeah, the fangs are similar. Did you guys? I sent you guys that uh, that text the other day of all the new call signs that all the guys had. Yeah. What would what would you guys think your call sign would be? Oh, what would you call yourself? Question. Damn, I thought about it and then I forgot. Oh, you'd be handlebars because <laughs> of your because of your mustache. I'd be something. I, I like like the snake theme. I'd be like Python. Oh, really? Thank yeah. That sounds like an American Gladiator. Yeah, I like oh, that a dude, lot. American Gladiator, some badass. I might go for a call sign from that. Turbo. Turbo. <laughs> Turbo. Turbo was also in, in breaking uh, the yeah. electric boogaloo. You guys can just call me laser. <laughs> laser. <laughs> uh, I'm just like real on the nose. I'll just be like missile. In the, in the honor of the late great uh, WWE superstar China, with a Y. You're gonna be you're gonna be China. <laughs> That's your uh, your call name. I'd love that. 
Uh, very confusing in some international incidents. <laughs> For sure. We uh, At one point, I had this guy that lived across the hall, and he somehow got a hold of the subscription to Playboy and started having it sent to the dorms when we were like freshmen in college. And uh, there was like, there was, I mean, we had the internet and everything, but there was some anticipation of this Playboy showing up and it shows up and the cover girl is China China. from the WWE. That first episode or uh, the first magazine that we got and it was uh it was wild it was i do i do sort of vaguely remember when she was like kind of a thing when she was in yeah there was it was a thing for like wwe women to get into playboy like they had the there was the sable and then there was another one and yeah that became a thing but we're but getting I, a little off time. but i digress <laughs> <laughs> now this is right on point guys uh, oh shit. Right. it means it's the end of the pod i feel like there's some things that are unsaid like i might even just go completely off script because there were some things i didn't say oh, about should, Gun. there's definitely things that we haven't talked about some things i love you want to see some, there's some other things i love <laughs> i love all the hand signals from all the guys on the deck all the body movements where they really crouch and like swing their arm around and then like point. Yeah, as they're like flying off, they're like pointing with them and love stuff. It. Like I don't know love, if that all love all the but... like the pilot, you know, really oh, yeah, you know, yeah, movements yeah. where they you know like thumbs up and then they like do like a little rotation with their hand and then you know salute. Love that. Uh, I love the uh, I love the line. I, I love the whole scene. The, the, the you remember the like slider uh, slider you stink, but right before that like. The conversation between them is so great. And then she writes, and I never noticed this till now. She writes, like, dinner at my house, 530 sharp, which is funny because then he's fucking late. Right. And then she says, like, classified, which I was like, oh, that's kind of cute. <laughs> I love I love it, man. I'm, I'm Don't tell on. anybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be problematic. <laughs> Don't tell anybody about this. This is classified. Uh, so I'm just saying. I just, I'm just saying I like, there's a lot of things to like. I mean, the, the final thing is, is like, one, they don't seem like they're even close to the same age. And then do they end up staying together? I guess that's the final question. Well, yeah, yeah, I, we probably find that out if we watch uh, Top Gun Maverick. Oh, fuck. I forgot that there's a sequel. <laughs> yeah, it's out. That's, that's, oh, that is, that's out now. That's I'm literally why we're doing it, this pod. Yeah, I'm yeah. supposed to see it Tuesday. That's there's right. literally every second. There's they better explain and have some good explanation. Oh, for sure. Well, it's given that like Jennifer Connelly isn't seems to be his love interest in this, and that like Kelly McGillis isn't in it. I'm gonna go ahead and say that maybe he took her up in a flight, and then oh, and then he oh, shot he her. Ejected her. <laughs> oh, Charlie. <laughs> that's my call. Like, that's my that's my premonition for the. That, that, that's the your movie. like. That's the gap move. The gap movie is that like Char- <laughs> the one where where he goes into another jet wash and Charlie gets. He's got a picture on his mantle of goose. goose and Charlie. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, man. oh, he sheds a single tear each time of the season. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, that's been Top Gun. Next, we so our draft. We got a draft. Yes, we do. Next week, you get to hear. Us draft the most memorable Tom Cruise characters. There's a lot of them. A lot of them. So, st- come back next Tuesday uh, if you're a Tom Cruise fan or if you uh, just really like Scientology. You know. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have a pretty deep, in-depth discussion about Scientology, I believe. Yeah, that's definitely on the. It's on the list. Super highly researched and just nuanced. <laughs> I mean, we, we, back a few months ago, we walked by the, uh, the the celebrity center in L.A. So we're pretty in, much in Hollywood, and I think it. I think it kind of. They <laughs> must have some like signal emitting because I'm feeling it rubbed off. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scotch Beck has already donated. He said he said he donated like a thousand dollars to him. 
Oh yeah. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> that was that was fucking he's generous pretty, of you, bro. Particularly excited tonight about technology. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we'll see you next week for the Tom Cruise draft, and until then, um, go watch Top Gun like six more times. Sounds good. All right. Or there's probably a good movie you could watch. <laughs> <laughs> see you later. Bye bye. Start